Welcome, everyone, to another episode. This is Jay with Keeping It Real. Today, we're going to discuss inner freedom and outer freedom, how to control what's inside of you, your mind, and then what's outside of you, your body, how to get both to work for you instead of against you, because a lot of times you've noticed this, everybody has, your mind fights you against things you know you need to get done. Hell, sometimes you even want to do them, but it tells you why you shouldn't. And how do you get motivation when you don't seem to have any to move the body? So let's go over that and get started on it right now. Inner and outer freedom. Okay, so that is the theme. It's what I've got notes for you today. It's one of the biggest struggles all people have. I've been able to get myself to do what I need to do, even when I don't feel like it. So I feel like I've got a little bit of expertise to share on this, but I took some notes from somebody that is a go-getter and a hard hitter in life, and I'm going to share his stuff with you too. So it's not 100% for anybody, no matter how good you are at getting yourself to do what you want to do. There's going to be a certain amount of activities where you just procrastinate. You just don't want it to be consistent all the freaking time. But for the most part... Like I said, I've gotten some parts of this down in my life very well. I don't have a perfect score, but discipline. I've got it to follow through on things that are tough. I mean, now that I realize it, I look at it in the moment. I could actually be back thinking, oh, I was lazy. I didn't take a lot of action. And now I can look at it and go, wow, actually, that was a lot of action. So that's generally the question or challenge that lots of people face. Specifically, I'm talking about the inner portion of freedom. It's in the mind. The ability to choose how you experience any given moment. The ability to choose how you want to feel. So people get the concept and there may be nothing more than I want to have the ability but I don't know how to do it or they say they talk about it, they've shared it, I've kind of tried it and then I failed, but I can't figure out how to get myself to do what I want to do or feel exactly how I want to feel. Okay, so you've fooled around with it, you've tried some shit, you gave it a shot, maybe you just haven't got the right information yet and you haven't had a chance to even try it. So let's speak to both of those. How do you get yourself to do what you need to do even when you don't feel like it. And how do you get yourself to feel how you want to feel, even if you, it might not be coming like naturally to you at the moment. How do you get yourself to do what you need to do and feel how you need to feel? Really, these are different ways of assessing what I could be called. It could be a called outer freedom and inner freedom because outer freedom is essentially the ability to get yourself to do what you need to do when you need to do it in order to create a certain result or outcome the circumstance that you want in whatever aspect of your life you're charging forward could it be health finances relationships your emotional well-being your spirituality contribution to others etc 
Outer freedom is the ability to actually move your body and do the things that will produce the results that you want. And then that inner freedom is the ability to get yourself to feel what you want to feel in any given moment, to choose pretty much how you experience each moment of your life, because it is a choice. It's when we overlook and say it's automatic, because you're living subconsciously. You're not living conscious, thoughtful, and in the moment. That largely determines whether you're happy or not. So how do we do it? How do we take control of our actions and how we do or don't do so? They're in alignment with our aspirations. I mean, we got to get them like on target with some goal or some direction that we're going so we can experience that out of freedom. Can't be aimless with it. Okay, so let's start with outer freedom. As I mentioned earlier, getting myself to do what I need to do when I need to do it Even if I don't feel like it, and typically whenever most everybody's faced with that, with doing something that is either uncomfortable or they got fear around it, that is what causes procrastination. It's simple to do it. Yeah? You just go, I'd rather not do this. And so then you put it off till the next day. Or it ends up next week or next month or then you finally don't fucking ever do it at all. If there's something in your life that is uncomfortable, then typically that is the cause of your procrastination. And if it's something that you fear, fear is a huge form of discomfort. It isn't comfortable to do the thing that you're afraid of. So what I found is to get yourself to do things that you don't feel like doing, there are steps, just like with everything. You just got to do them in these little steps. They're not exactly in order, but they're more just kind of the tips, tricks, hacks, strategies, techniques, whatever you got to do to get yourself to take action, all right? So let's go with the first thing on the list. It's to have total clarity, crystal clear clarity, total. You've probably heard that before. No, but this is crucial. You need to have clarity on what you're going to do, how you are going to do it, And when you're going to do it, that's total clarity. You need to have clarity. Write it down on what you're going to do. How you are going to do it. When are you going to achieve it? Or daily micro goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, to the yearly goal, whatever. Be very specific and anal about this where some people would skip by it. If you write all this down, then you have no no thinking to do then. You've done the freaking thinking, so it's easier to make the process automatic. That's Everything comes down to a process. So that's where your total clarity steps here. Make a process. Once you can make a process out of something, you can set up the days and everything and schedule it when it's going to happen and It's going to take so much off the bandwidth of your brain. You don't have to think about it anymore. It's automatic. Okay? And that's going to help you even more when it's uncomfortable and there's fear involved. You're not exactly sure how you're going to do it. Lack of clarity, well, that produces even more fear because you're not clear of what you need to do and you're going to feel uncomfortable trying to do anything getting started 
when you don't know what you're going to do. So to be clear, be fair. In the picture, picture, there's a lot of things that you have to start without fully knowing how the journey's going to play out. Some of life is just... Whenever you're starting something new, you just got to figure, hey, you're going to jump off the cliff and you'll build your wings on the way down. That's some things in life. But the majority of it is not that way. You can plan ahead. You can get clear and make a process and goals. Total clarity. So, but there is that. For example, I'll, I'll go back to when I was doing bodybuilding. Okay. 40s now. We're talking when I was in my mid-20s. I had clarity on my goal. 12 weeks of diet and training. So that's three months. I had a plan. Okay? My diet, my supplements, my training protocol. I knew every each of these separate things exactly when daily I needed to do certain things all the way to three months away. I programmed it out that specific so I would have the least chance to fuck up my pro processes and I would just do it automatically. I'd know when a timer went off that I had to set on a watch back then. Eat a meal. Next time it goes off, it's time to eat another meal. I knew what time day I was going to the gym and what body part I was working out before that day got here. Made it simple. How much cardio do you got to do? What's it going to be on? I had it all written down. So the first secret to success, and I did this three times. I've actually done it four in my life, three for shows. And now I've pretty much made it a mainstay of my living. So much of the uh, training, programming, I got down from doing those shows turned into lifestyle habits for me making it easier for me now to stay in shape and eat correctly and all that stuff so there's another big tip for you i mean it's like retraining your brain for the rest of your life because once you learn to ride the bike you don't unlearn how to ride it you may not be as good as you were 10 years ago but once you learned how to ride the bike you picked it up and took off with it and you're good to go now 10 years later, you hadn't rode one. You might be a little wobbly, but you'll be all right because you still remember most of the neural motor functions and how much time you spent riding that bike. It was enough. You got it set in your brain. You figured it out pretty much. Unless you put on 200 pounds or something, then it's going to be a whole different story trying to coordinate that mass you hadn't <laughs> gained then. So just get committed to the action, get committed to your processes. Do not be emotionally attached to results. Just define the process. For me, it's probably way different for you. It may be eating a salad every day. Simpler stuff. Not drinking a soda. Or going to the gym at a certain time. And exercising. Or doing cardio. Or going to do yoga. Whatever. Spend more time with my kids. This is the time. Every day. Whatever it is. I'm not saying you have to be as ruthless as I was about the shit that I planned out every part of my day. That was insane doing those shows. Those people are super crazy committed more than anything I've ever seen in my life. So high praise to bodybuilders, physique competitors, man and woman. They're fucking unbelievable. 
it's not just drugs. Of course, the drugs help. Got to have some drugs. Performance-enhancing drugs are involved in the sport, but it's because they are super freaking dedicated to all the parts of the process that I was just talking about. Most of you can't even eat clean, much less go to work out every day and do cardio and be starving, feel like shit, have to eat exactly what you're got on your list. There is no cheating or you will look like dog shit. There's no way you can get down in the sub less than 10% body fat percentages, less than 10%. You look like shit if you're less than like four or 5%, honestly, on a bodybuilding stage. That's how ripped you have to get. You get dehydrated. There's all sorts. I mean, obstacles I don't believe any of you will ever have to overcome. But that was my process, and that's how I made it simple. Did I fuck up sometimes? Yes, believe me. I had some cheats. Or I had some, maybe one day I missed a workout or something like that. Might have happened. I can't remember exactly. I do know that I I remember one time making love to some peanut butter. And I shouldn't have. Because even like the simplest things you can't have. And I was most of the time no carbs. So it doesn't make a difference. If it's 10 processes that you're involved in your day or if it's one, it doesn't make a difference. Just be crystal clear. Lots of clarity. So there's lots of variations, and I tried to be as thorough as I could. The point being, though, the difference between an action and a process is a process is just a repetitive set of actions. So maybe you're writing a book, and the process involves opening up your computer or your tablet and writing for 60 minutes a day. This will give us something different to look at. Get away from the bodybuilding thing. Okay, you're going to write 60 minutes a day, no editing. That no excuses for you to stop writing. You just you keep going until you are done writing. It's a brain dump. Even if you mess up along the way, just get as much out of your head, out of your heart, onto paper, onto screen, or in that on the paper, whatever. Then go back and edit it another time. Make that one day or something that you just go back and edit. If you want to even do that, maybe that doesn't matter. But make a process of writing every day. Here's the point. To me, this is like one of the ultimate secrets to success is to commit to the process without being emotionally attached to the results. See what causes procrastination. Very often, it is that emotional attachment to our result because there now lies attachment. I'm scared. I'm worried. I may not be good. I may not get this far do this much or whatever it is who gives a fuck don't emotionally think about it just do the process the rejection the fear messing up some way not being perfect there is no perfect but there's that fear that whereas the reality is imperfect action is the only thing that gets you results because very rarely is our actions perfect that's being more realistic we're almost always imperfect you play sports right you're not gonna make every single shot that you take life's the same way that's why it's a great metaphor you're not going to make every shot get it 
doesn't mean you're a shitty player. You got to take a shot to even have a chance to make it. In the past, I could get attached. I would be discouraged if I screwed up a bit on my diet or I'll, I had a crappy workout. So naturally, I would just say to myself, it was just one cookie or tomorrow's workout will be better. But sometimes things don't do as planned. It didn't mean I'd undone all the progress for months that I had committed to. Some days I looked in the mirror and said, I'm too fat or my muscle symmetry is horrible. Your mind plays tricks on you. Whatever your goal, just stay the course. Fear of rejection, fear of all those things can cause you to delay doing the thing that you need to do. So when you commit to the process and you just make conscious decision not to be emotionally attached to the results, the process leads you to the results. Every result in life, every outcome in your life that you want is preceded by another action or more often than not a process because usually you have to do something consistently over an extended period of time to produce a meaningful result. You do not exercise one time and that single action, you just are like, wow, look at my fucking arm. It's huge. I look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. My fucking arm grew five inches overnight. You don't take your wife out on one date or your husband on one date and go, I'll be damned. We're not getting divorced anymore. It's Things are great. So usually it's not isolated actions, it's a process. The process you're committed to, of course, is made up of many isolated actions done repeatedly that produce the result. But think about it. Every result that you want to produce in your life is preceded by a process. So if you think about that, the process is what produces the results regardless of how your results go on any given day or session or week or month. Over an extended period, you keep on doing it. Keep fucking staying to the process, emotionally unattached. Eventually, you get where you are trying to go. If it was a month you planned, six months, a year, whatever it is, you run up going a little over what you thought. Who cares? You got there because you didn't quit. If you are committed to writing 100 words a day, not turds, words. You're committed to writing 100 words a day regardless of whether or not they're great. You don't get emotionally attached to it. You just keep doing it. Eventually, you're going to have 1,000 words. Then you're going to have 10,000 words. Then a 50,000-word book at some point. Then you go edit it. Then you take that crappy book you wrote. Your goal is for a first draft. You just make it crappy. That way, there's no pressure to make it good because if you try to make it good, you're probably never going to finish the book. You'll be 99 years old or something. Probably won't even make it there. You'll die before then because you're too stressed out working on this shit. So the point is to be emotionally committed to the process, but be committed to your process without being emotionally attached to results. So create the rules for the productivity game that you are playing. This is your game. 
this is what you're after. You can get advice from other people. Maybe they'll give you some good help, some good advice, actions. Hell, learning from other people, whether it be by book or mentors, can help you gain a lot of ground on whatever activity you're trying to move ahead on in life or whatever you're trying to achieve. Asking somebody sometimes, that's just, that's the ultimate cut in line, the ultimate way to cheat. Not really cheating, excuse me, need a drink. Create something as a reward. This is another idea. If not allowed to lay by the pool or I can't play my Xbox or I can't hang out with my friends, etc. until I do my processes for the day, blah, blah, blah. See what I mean? Put some plug a reward into you finishing, doing whatever it is you need to do. You can apply it to any action or process you have in your life. You're dating, you want to meet more of the opposite sex, so you can probably have some sex or go on dates or whatever. Well, think about it. If you're afraid of rejection, you think about what that means. By the way, a fear of rejection is simply a form of attachment to a result. I'm going to say that again. Fear of rejection is just a specific form of an emotion to a very specific result that you are not wanting. So you're going out, not attached to the results. You go. It's a numbers game. It's always math, everybody. It's going to be... I go ask X amount of people of the opposite sex or get a, get to know them or whatever, and they say no, and I go next. Don't ever talk to me again. That's okay. I don't want to. There's another person I talk to, and I'm not emotionally attached to my results, so there is no fear of rejection. So now I'm not procrastinating because I made a shift. I'm thinking what I'm focused on, process. It's flipping a switch in your brain. If she says yes... Great. If she says no, great. I'm not emotionally attached to the results because I know that if I commit to my process of asking out people of the opposite sex or making phone calls or going to the gym or eating healthier, whatever is your process, I just commit to the action, the process without being emotionally attached to my result. I'm eventually going to get there. Eventually, somebody is going to say yes. I might have my date or whatever. Eventually, I'm going to lose a few pounds or maybe a whole lot of pounds because I'm doing great on my diet or I'm going to the gym working out or I'm getting my book written halfway there. But if you flip it around, you go, well, I'm so attached to my result. I so want this. It has to work out or it doesn't work out. If it doesn't work out, I'd be devastated. You're probably not going to take any action. Fear and procrastination step in then. Being part of emotionally unattached or detached from your results is just accepting all things you can't change. Every detrimental emotion that we ever experience in life is self-created by our resistance to our reality. And the opposite of resistance is acceptance. So when you just accept life exactly how it is and accept it in advance, meaning, hey, things are going to come my way that aren't ideal, that aren't what I wanted, but I'm not going to allow something that's out of my control, which once something happens, it's out of your control, right? The done can't be undone. The done can't be undone, so why are you worrying about it? You can't change it. The unchangeable will never be changed. Repetition here, I know. You can't go back in time. Accept life exactly as it is. That's part of being committed to your process without being emotionally attached to the result. 
I invite you, first of all, write all that shit down. Just, man, some of these, I know I'm repeating because I'm trying to beat it in your brain, but it's easier if you just write it down. Committed to the process, be emotionally unattached to the results. Writing things down also is one of the secrets to success. It's one of the most effective techniques ever found in the most successful people that have ever lived from the past and now that I could rattle off. So keep that in mind too. Sales is one of the hardest professions because it's a roller coaster of a great day. It's a bad day. It's a terrible day. It's all over the fucking place. I have tried it. It's not for me personally, but many of you out there are in sales of some kind. If you are, ask yourself, what if I wasn't attached to the result? What if I didn't care or worry about it? Because I know that over the long run, the results always work out. It's not just sales and sports, bodybuilding. It's a law of averages in anything you do, right? If you go up to bat playing baseball certain amount of times, like let's say you go bat 100 times on average, a player is going to hit 30% of them, getting him a 300 average whenever he's batting. That's, even, that's, that's really actually if he's a good batter, okay? 30%. See how many times the person's missing? And the 30% average is considered a good <laughs> law of averages there. So that's getting like 3 out of 10. Maybe you ask 10 people out and you get three dates. Maybe you make 10 sales calls and you get three of them. But only if you're good. If you're just learning how, maybe you get one out of 10. Maybe you get three out of 20. I don't know, but averages. If the person's been playing baseball for four or five years, of course, they've got that 30% guaranteed. They know it. They're going to get three, four people every 10 they ask. So you could do the same thing. Practice, get better at whatever it is you're doing, whatever process. The more you do it, the better you get. The more you do it stress-free, the beauty and the secret of success is it's not only that does it get you to do the thing that you're procrastinating on because of emotional attachment you have to the outcome that it may or may not go your way. The fear of rejection is an emotional attachment to the outcome. Fear of failure is an emotional attachment to the outcome. Fear of looking stupid. Fear of looking like a freaking moron. There's so many different emotions. I could just keep going and going because we all have a certain way we beat ourselves up anyways. This emotional attachment to our outcome and our result is what prevents people from taking action in life on whatever it is they need to do or what they want to do, their purpose in life. So remember, outer freedom is the ability to get yourself to do what you need to do, when you need to do it, whether you feel like it or not, in order to create results, the outcomes, the circumstances you want in every aspect of your life. You can use this. It's been one of the most effective ways to do that, that conscious decision that I'm not attached to the results, but I'm committed to the process no matter what that I've ever seen. So... Use a three-word mantra in your head. You can't change it. Tell yourself that every single time. I'm going to do it. Can't change what happens. Goes great. Wonderful. If it didn't, can't change it. 
Something happens, you find yourself stressed out over the outcome that wasn't what you were hoping for. Can't change it. Take a deep breath. Can't change it. Acknowledge, I can't change what just happened, so there's no value in wishing or wanting or feeling sorry for myself. There's no value in any sort of self-inflicted emotional turmoil and me making it worse than it actually already has been. I accept it. I'm going to be at peace with what happened. I'm going to move on. I'm getting to the next phone call or the next girl or the next weight I'm going to pick up because I did a shitty lift on the last one or whatever. I'll wait to my next meal because I screwed up on this last one. I didn't lose the weight I want this week, but I'll get the better result next week. I know I screwed up. You just know if you keep doing what you're supposed to, like the gym, working out over an extended period of time for weeks, months, years, for the rest of your life, the averages work out. You get in better shape. You live a better life. So that's the number one strategy on how to get yourself to do what you need to do even when you don't feel like it. Here's a bonus. You can act your way into feeling. I did a podcast on alter ego already about one way of changing your mentality. Most people, they wait till they feel their way into the action they want to do. Most of the time, you don't feel like it. Okay, you just wish you were motivated. You hear that from people, I wish I was motivated. Sitting on your butt, wishing you were motivated will not motivate you. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but motivation doesn't come out of thin fucking air. You have to generate it. You think energy, you think motivation, you think they go hand in hand, right? You you have a lot of energy, then you're probably going to be easily motivated. You lack energy, good luck mustering up any motivation. Your body's like a power plant. A power plant doesn't have energy, but it makes it. That's where it starts. It makes it. We produce energy actually from moving. Did you know that? So in the same way, if you want to be motivated, you have to do something. This is the kind of movement I'm talking about. You got to read. You got to get in the car. You've got to pick up the phone. You've got to start writing in the book. That's what I mean by you've got to do movement. Energy is produced through movement. So you've got to start the action you're after to get this process going and motivation, get it to rise. Motivation doesn't just work the way you want it to. You can't wait and feel your way into it. It's the opposite. You have to act your way into it. Sitting on your couch saying, man, I really should go to the gym. Wish I had the energy or the motivation. You're just thinking about it. You're just talking about it. You're bitching about it. You don't have the energy to lift those weights. I can barely lift myself off the couch right now. However, Acting your way into feeling looks something like this. All right, you know what? I'm exhausted. I don't have any energy to work out, but I know I should. So I'm going to grab my car keys and I'm going to grab my gym bag with my clothes and I'm going to get tiredly lazy walking over to get in my car and I'm just going to drive to the gym anyways. So there you go. Just getting your shit together and get in the car. That was the big ask. You get in the car, you already got more energy because you got moving. You either got dressed or you got your clothes together in your gym bag to get going. You're up and you're moving now. It's way different than talking to yourself about this while you're sitting on the fucking couch or laying on the bed. 
You got more energy, more motivation because you started moving. You started acting your way into feeling. And then once you get in that car and get on the highway, maybe roll down the window if it's cold outside or blast your AC or turn up your radio, listen to some heavy metal music or hardcore rap or whatever gets you hyped up or gets you some energy, whatever it is. There's different ways everybody does things. None of them are wrong. You just got to start putting things together into this process that are get you that'll get you motivated as you go because you can't expect it to be there every time when you want it so you get your bag out at the gym you get out of the car you go you walk inside you're breathing you're moving already you're opening the doors the music inside's loud the energy radiates from people or that are inside the gym walking running on treadmills lifting dumbbells and working out on the gym equipment so now you're motivated now you go put your gym clothes on if you didn't already and you start moving on the treadmill or you start picking up the weights your oxygen intake increases your energy and your motivation increases well so think about this and you get a great workout in way better than you would have if you set your ass there on the couch which would have been no workout how do you feel about yourself well now that you did it good or bad whether the workout was the best one you ever had or not it doesn't matter you probably feel way better about yourself you feel good i did it i did get myself to the gym i worked out you can say you're awesome just keep doing it even when you don't want to that's how i made the habit now I want you to think about the journey that we just took sitting on the couch, slumped over, feeling tired, no motivation, no energy. But an hour later, you just finished a killer workout. How do you get from point A to B? How do you get from not having the feeling you needed to get whatever result you want? And you look at it, it was simply baby stepping, grabbing the gym bag, grabbing your keys, even though you were tired, slumping your way over into the car throw your bag and yourself and your drink in there and that's just baby steps that got you there first action was easy not a lot of motivation took no motivation really to grab the gym bag keys get yourself the car took almost no energy very little that led to the action though that was acting your way into feeling by simply grabbing your bag and your car keys and your drink getting in the car intention going to the gym getting a workout I've always said getting in the best shape of your life is as simple as grabbing your car keys and getting your car, go to the gym four or five days a week, even if you don't feel like it. Once you're there, you won't just usually turn around. You'll go ahead and work out. 30 minutes will turn into 40 minutes. 40 minutes will turn into 60 minutes. You get to where it's a normal thing to do an hour workout. Set a reminder, schedule a time. No energy, no motivation, no confidence, doesn't matter. The time is already set. It's very clear what my goal is. How am I going to do it? And of course, when am I going to do it? Again, be clear. How are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? One of the keys is do not let yourself talk yourself out of it. That's what we just seem to do. The brain tries to be on protection or safety and the way it does is over parenting you. It's loud and louder and louder telling you don't do something. You know, you should make phone calls and your mind says, oh, I'll make 40 tomorrow. That's the way it goes. 
but just don't listen to your brain when it talks to you and tells you bullshit that's against what you told yourself you were going to do. If you set an alarm for it or you know what time it is that you're going to do this process, these actions, you just go to it. Whatever your mind says, yeah, great. Still going to do it anyways. Or tell it to shut the fuck up. Think about something else. Put some music on if you can. There's really no thought allowed between you knowing what time it is, an alarm going off, whatever it is that gets you to start moving because you know you're guilty of the thoughts taking you out, doing the thing that you needed to do. So alarm into moving action, then whatever happened, happened. And don't worry about it, feelings aside. So what usually happens all of a sudden now, you're energized, you're motivated, you just are getting the ball rolling. So that's an important strategy because the main strategy today, which is to make a conscious decision to be committed to your process without being emotionally attached to the results. That's been the key strategy for me to get myself to do things that I don't want to when I don't feel like it. And the other strategy, which really works well together with the first, is to act your way into feeling and just ask yourself, what's the first baby step? What's the easiest thing I could do knowing that doing the next allows me to generate the next level of energy and the next little motivation, the next step, number two, step number three. Step one leads to two to three to so on, whatever. So your strategy of strategies on outer freedom, the ability to get yourself to do what you need to do when you need to do it, even if you don't feel like it, in order to create the result, outcomes, and circumstances that you need in any and every aspect of your life. That's the strategy. Now let's talk about inner freedom. Anyone wants to choose their experience. Inner freedom is the ability to get yourself to feel what you want to feel in each moment. In other words, and actually, it's the ability to choose how you experience each moment of your life. So even if you're in chaos in your life, even if you have lost your job or you went through a divorce, basically, if there are things in your life you cannot control, which there always are, or if you're just thinking about the state of the world, like right now, of course, and you are so stressed out, all the things going on in the world, How's this going to affect my future? I don't know, and the future's unknown. Whatever it is, it's focusing on things that are out of your control, that cause you to feel out of control. So, inner freedom is the ability to choose how you experience your life. It's kind of woo-woo to talk about. It sounds like... uh, I'm talking, let's be a Buddhist monk, but many people don't realize you do get to choose how you filter an event through your brain and let it charge you into a certain emotion. How, what, what are you letting it turn into? So let's just play a game here. I ask you right now, how do you want to feel? Imagine I'm a genie in a bottle and you just rubbed the lamp. I, I popped out. Okay, imagine I'm in front of you and I say, I'll grant you three wishes. You're going to be excited, right? You start thinking you're going to wish for 
Well, it's it's usually like it's money, it's material things, it's this, it's that, cars, big house, blah blah. I'm like, whoa, whoa. There is some limits to my genie power. Okay, I can only grant you wishes that are related to your mental and emotional well-being. So I can only grant you wishes on whether you're happy or confident or how you feel. I don't have the ability to grant wishes for all this other stuff. I can't make anything in your outer world change, so to speak. So like that car you want or the million dollars or the man or woman of your dreams. Do you want me to make them appear in front of you and be in love with you? I don't have that power. That's not my genie power, okay? But you can wish for any aspect of your mental or emotional well-being, your psyche, anything related to that, you name it. I can do it. So if you were to do that first, I'm sure you're disappointed because you're not going to get your Ferrari or whatever it is. Maybe you want to have some sexy girl or you just wanted that billion dollars so you compete with uh, Jeff Bezos and whatever. So it's not happening. I told you what I can do. What do you wish for? Think about it for a second. I try to be happy all the time. Like, what if you could feel happy all the time? No matter what's going on. That would be pretty freaking awesome, right? Life would be good if you could stay in the zone. You could be happy no matter what is going on around you. If you're happy, life would be good. That would be a win, right? Nothing could get you down if you're happy all the time. And most people, if you say, do you want to be happy? Well, they'll say yes, as long as blah, uh, blah, 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 blah. All the, you know, so all these circumstances and conditions and people that meet my expectations and then I'll be happy. I didn't ask, do you want to be happy if everything that's outside of you goes according to plan? I asked, do you just want to be happy? It's a simple yes or no. It's a vow of unconditional happiness. I want to be happy no matter what. Therefore, I will not allow anyone or anything to affect my happiness to deter my state of mind from being in this joy. I'm in charge of it. I want to be happy no matter what. That's what I'm talking about. That is inner freedom. Your ability to choose your experience. So again, it's kind of woo-woo. It sounds unrealistic. It sounds like the Buddhist up in the mountains meditating for his whole life. But remember, I'm a genie in front of you, okay? So what do you want? What's your wish? You know, I want to be happy. I want to be happy all the time. Let's just go with that, okay? Can't wish for anything outside of that, your state of being. So I want to be happy, yeah. I want confidence. You have three wishes. I want to be happy. I want confidence. I want to feel confident whenever I interact with other people. Whenever I'm like really confident, I don't get nervous or fearful or insecure or panic and anxiety is gone. And what's the third one? I want to think clear. I want clarity. When I want to access memories and words and Anything that I have knowledge about, I want it there. 
on recall instantly. So there's your wishes. I don't mean to project my wishes on you, but this is what I'm talking about. It's inner freedom because I would enjoy that list of wishes if that was my inner freedom choices. You have the ability to choose how you want to feel. So again, let's just play with happy for a second. Stand on that. Imagine you could be happy all the time, no matter what. And then I have a news flash for you. You can be happy. As a disclaimer, I don't want to speak to anyone out there who has chemical imbalances. I know that's very hard to deal with if you have a mental issue, okay? I know certain people are wired at different happiness baselines. Like what one person considers happy, another person may say, I'm unhappy or I'm miserable. So there's different levels to this game. Everybody's different. But I'll say this, even if your happiness, I'm sorry, baseline is lower than me or somebody else's, you could be happy for you, right? You know what your happiness is. I mean, some people are just happier all the time. And some people are just pretty happy. And life's pretty good. It's different levels, different baselines is what I'm saying. But the point is, you do have the ability to choose how you experience life. So, I'm not saying it's as easy as snapping your fingers and going, yeah, I want to be happy. You have to recondition your mind, the subconscious that's programmed to think and act a certain way. Your inner world, your habits, it all connects back to the outer world and outer freedom. So the daily practice to condition the mindset and the habits that you aspire to, that's what we're talking about. Most people are skeptical about affirmations and I don't blame them because most of them are a pile of shit. I've always been skeptical. I was even at a very young age, somebody who tried the positive affirmations like Stuart Smalley on Saturday Night Live, looking in the mirror, telling himself he's good enough, he's great enough. And gosh darn it, I love my, I'm a, I love myself or whatever he said. I don't remember. It was, it was some jokey thing they made about positive affirmations. So let's talk about what I am speaking about with positive affirmations, because we're not talking about talking false shit, not false affirmations. Okay. Let's talk about a man that I learned about that I got this information from. He went through some horrible shit in life. I took notes on his life because he's amazing. He came back from tremendous adversity and went through so much shit. I can't believe he is where he is today. Making tons of money. He's helping loads of people. Got lots of books. Used to do conferences all the time to help people. His name's Hal Elrod. H-A-L-E-L-R-O-D. He does the Miracle Morning and some other stuff that's very freaking awesome. But let's talk about his situation. Because I took notes from all his stuff compared to the way my life had reflected a lot of his techniques and then put together this. And here we go. 
okay, Hal had brain damage from a car accident and literally had physical damage that caused the frontal lobe not to operate at its full capacity. He had terrible memory. And, I mean, of course, he had all the evidence to back it up with uh, the scans and the doctors and being in the hospital. And so he decided he was going to start some affirmations that said, the human brain is a miraculous, limitless organism. And I am committed to improving my memory every day and getting better and better until I have the best memory I've ever had before. That's not a fake false affirmation like I was telling you all ago. It's not saying I'm beautiful and you know you're an ugly person or you just don't look that good. Or I'm a millionaire and you are broke or in debt. Your subconscious is not that stupid. It won't believe you lying to it. But consistent gratitude a commitment statement giving the subconscious a target of positivity, that works. Never use word affirmations and say, I am or I have. If it's something that does not resonate with authenticity, being true, get it? That would be a lie. Affirmations like this work. I am committed to having a great memory so I'm committed to having a great memory, very different than I have one like um, I have a very muscular six-pack abs, but you don't. You got a beer belly. So that's a lie. Why don't you just affirm that you're committed to developing that six-pack abs through hard work and exercise? Okay, that's reality. That's an affirmation that you have to work towards, but can be done and can be positive and can be told to yourself daily to get the subconscious wired that direction. It's more effective than lying to yourself, which does nothing. So therefore, it's believable. So this guy, Hal Elrod, he did this for about a month or 20 days, or something like that. Reading the affirmation every day. He read it with energy, enthusiasm, belief, and faith. He remembers his buddy Jeremy calling him, and the friend says, Hal, will you remember to call me tomorrow morning about something? He said, yes, no problem, and hung up the phone with him. Now to you, that story doesn't sound amazing, but at this point, it was like six or seven years since the car accident and the brain damage that he had. For those six or seven years, if you said, hey, will you remember to do anything? If he was ever asked to rely on memory, the answer was always the same. No. Sorry, dude. I got brain damage. You can't count on me or my memory. I have the worst memory. Doctors confirmed, I'm, I'm done for life. This is it. I'm stuck. That could have been Hal's belief and that would have been his reality. So when his friend asked him to remember something and because he had been affirming it for almost a month, the unconscious, or we call the subconscious, had shifted 
belief from memory and went, sure, no problem. That was radical for him to even utter the words because he knew he normally had to say, I won't be able to remember. It was significant that these affirmations are actually working. So in the morning, he called him, and that was the beginning of getting his memory back. He started to actually improve his memory. It sounds like woo-woo bullshit, but you're, you'd be surprised with positive mindset and goals, what you can talk your body and mind into doing and achieving. And of course, you do things to help it along the way. But positive affirmations in a way that are lies never work. They just don't. It's not going to. So Hal did great getting his memory back six or seven years after he was told he would never operate the same ever again because of the damage done to his brain. It was literally something the uh, medical community did not believe he ever would heal from. So we've all heard stories like this where it's absolutely amazing. That's only one episode for him. Then he got cancer and almost died. He had to use this powerful, positive mindset again to go through chemotherapy, to go through the radiation, to do the, all the stuff that you have to do to beat the cancer and he damaged his brain even more. It already was damaged from that car accident, but now he was screwing his brain up again with more damage and his memory started to suffer. But he got out of that also using the principles that I am telling you throughout all of this. I took notes. I wrote down what this guy went through. I looked at my life and how I've been able to use many of the things that he uses and relate to them. So that's why I'm sharing it with you. I do believe you have the ability to choose how you experience your life in any given moment. And to do that, you've got to, number one, decide how you want to feel. What's your wish? You wish to feel what? To believe what? To think what? Do you want to feel happy, have more confidence, you want better clarity, you have to decide consciously how you want to feel and then you have to align your thoughts, words and actions with feeling that way. It's that simple. I'll give you a tip. At night, this is the simplest evening you'll ever have. It's multi-step, but still, write in your journal do these things, but here it is. All you do is, as you're getting ready to fall asleep at night, just think or talk to God or the universe or whatever you consider the higher power out there. Whatever these positive thoughts are that actually direct them towards this higher power. Take those thoughts and direct them towards a higher power. Just think about all the things you're grateful for. Find what gives what you're after for feeling more juice and more meaning. What makes a greater emotional impact on you? 
So like I said, it's God, universe, Cthulhu, whatever. Um, it doesn't make a difference. Just fill in the blank. But sit there for a minute and picture it. Smile. Feel deeply grateful for what you're focusing on and then say, thank you. Most of us, or many of us, our mind races at night. Especially if you have things in your life that are stressful, that you're allowing to cause you stress or that are causing you stress. We tend to think of those at night and we can't go to sleep. The wheels keep turning. The brain won't go into an off position. We're thinking about the next day. We're thinking about what went wrong this day. Just give yourself permission to lay down, put your head on the pillow, flip the switch and go, yeah, I got a lot of shit I can worry about. I got a lot of stuff I get stressed about, but I'll do that tomorrow. Right now, gratitude. What am I grateful for with focus? All day tomorrow, I'll take care of the other shit. Right now, job is go to sleep and feel good while I'm doing it. Which will, by the way, I mean, I don't have studies on this, but I'd be willing to bet that this will improve your quality of sleep. And if you sleep good, it's one of the biggest predictors of health in your life. People that get horrible sleep age quicker. Your cellular structure is in repair mode. Good, good hormones are released during sleep, like GABA, serotonin, dopamine. So focusing on what you have to be grateful for, really feeling it, naming it, and thinking about it, expressing gratitude for those things helps the process. And you'll be in a better state of mind to go to sleep. I'm going to ask you some questions Anytime you want to access true freedom, and I recommend doing this for your true freedom freedom med- meditation, like if you want to meditate on this, there's seven of them. Ask yourself these questions. You can instantly be transported to a different state of mind. First, I'm going to ask you the question and invite you to take a few minutes to consider your answers to each of them one by one. Then I'm going to give you the question a second time, only worded in the first person so that you can use them on a daily basis for yourself. What are your answers to the following questions? Number one, are there aspects of your life and the world you cannot change? Now, it's a rhetorical question in some ways. Or it is. I mean, just think of those things in your life that you can't change, but they cause you stress. So are there aspects of your life in the world right now that you can't change? The answer, of course, is yes. But for you personally, as you're listening right now, what are some of those? What are some of the things that you find yourself thinking about that rob you of your inner freedom? It's taken away your joy and your time in this life that's so short. Think about that. When you think of these things that caused you stress, that are out of your control, you are handing over your inner freedom. The thoughts about things you can't change are robbing you of everything. 
They're robbing you of your pursuit of joy. So first, just think of some of those things right now in your life, in the world that you can't change that cause you stress. Don't dwell on it. Just identify it. One or two or three. Write it down. Second question. Will there always be aspects of your life and the world you can't change? Yes, rhetorical. But it's important you acknowledge that. Yes, there will always be aspects aspects of your life that you can't change and things in the world you can't change that are out of control. In fact, you could argue there's way more in life that's out of control. The only thing we really have control over is ourselves. We don't have control over the 7 billion plus people on the planet. We don't have control over the weather. We don't have control over the past. We don't have control over anything that I'm talking about at this moment. There's so many things. And when you focus on that, which is out of your control, these things I mentioned or whatever things that you thought about personally, you feel out of control. Question number three. Do you want to live your life constantly experiencing destructive emotions such as stress, worry, fear, etc.? Or do you want to feel happy and enjoy this one life you've been given? YOLO, you only live once, right? Again, do you want to live your life constantly experiencing destructive emotions, stress, fear, worry, anger, etc., all of it, any bad emotions? Do you want that shit? Or do you want happy, joyful feelings in this one life you've been giving? I'm guessing your answer, but just sit there for a second. Do you want to live your life experiencing those destructive, shitty emotions or you want happiness and joy with this one life you've been given? Question number four, does it serve you to live in perpetual state of wishing things were different that can't be different, at least not right now at the moment, you are resisting them? Well, you might say uh, they can be different. I can change. I, uh, yeah. Well, you can change anything. Yes. But I'm talking about in this moment. Life is as it is right now as you listen to this, this moment. Your weight is what it is. You can accept it and be at peace with it. Be motivated to change it. Or you can be angry and stressed out and frustrated and shameful and depressed and embarrassed. Either way, your weight is what it is. It's one example. You get to choose how you experience your weight. That doesn't mean you go, yeah, I, I don't. And I'm, I'm using weight as a random example, but it doesn't mean that you go, I'm really overweight and unhealthy and I'm going to accept it and it's just fine as it is. No, you go, I'm at peace with my weight as it is but I also am not okay with it. So therefore, I'm going to proactively take action and a plan and make a process with clarity. 
the freedom strategies we've been talking about. Commit to your processes of whatever it is, that exercising, eating, eating better, being emotionally unattached to the results. But you got a process or whatever you're going to follow through on that's going to get you out of this situation that you're wishing you were out of. So if you follow through with the process, it'll get you where you need to be. So one day there's no more wishing. Just accept it at the moment, though. Just say, I'm going to enjoy my life. The one life I've been given. While I change these things that I am not so pleased with. It's never going to serve you to be in a perpetual state of wishing things. Because we don't get wishes. I did the genie thing as an example earlier, but we're never going to find that genie. Okay? So stop resisting. So your bank account balance is what it is. You might not be satisfied with your bank account balance, but you can either change it, feeling inner turmoil, or you can be happy, grateful, and at peace, motivated and excited right now and make plans because you know things are going to get better because you're going to put some effort into changing it. That's inner freedom. Choose to be happy now. You got every moment of your life you can feel any way you want. If you want to be happy, great. Do it. Decide it. It doesn't mean you're not going to change things. You are going to change things that you're not happy with, that you're wishing were different. You're going to be happy while you are changing those things. Don't change them out of fear and depression and anxiety. Change them out of aspiration, excitement, motivation, clarity, love, drive, good stuff. Okay? Question five. How do you want to feel? I kind of already asked this question earlier, so we'll just be re-asking it. How do you want to feel if you could choose any emotion or set of emotions? Peaceful, happy, grateful, etc. But motivated? How do you want to feel? Come on, think about it. Energetic? We already talked about it earlier, so I'm not going to stay on this. Number six, are you committed to taking personal responsibility for your inner state and how you feel and being proactive to create your inner and outer freedom each day? Again, I ask, are you committed to taking responsibility for your state? Discipline equals freedom. Jocko Willink said this. Take responsibility. Jocko Willink is correct. And he's got a great book on disability. Or disability. <laughs> Discipline equals freedom. Jocko Willink. Ex-Navy SEAL. Now just phenomenal motivational human being. Now, what does it mean? That means not blaming. Of course, I'm upset. Look at my life. Of course, I'm angry. Look at... What is being done to me or to the people I love? Of course, I'm I'm scared. Look at what's happening in the world. 
That's blaming outside forces for how you're feeling. And I always say the simplest way to break through that is to go to different people could be experiencing the the exact same trauma. Two different people could be experiencing the exact same trauma. But one person lets it defeat them mentally and emotionally and the other person rises like a phoenix from the ashes and is inspired and motivated to learn and grow, overcome, become a better version of who they are. It's the same trauma, the same tragedy, the same challenge, but it's a different state of mind. You get to choose your internal experience of life. And that can change how you move, what you do, your motivation, your feelings. It's it's up to you. You choose all this. Get committed to stop blaming anything outside of yourself for how you feel. Take responsibility. It's not their fault how you feel. They might be doing something, but you get to decide how you feel. You might not like what they're doing. You might even hate what they're doing. Doesn't mean you need to take the experience of hate inside of yourself. It's poisoning you. So are you committed to taking responsibility for your inner freedom, your inner state, being proactive to create that? That will lead to inner and outer freedom each day. Discipline. Discipline in these areas. And responsibility. Take personal responsibility. What would be here now if there wasn't a problem to solve? I want perfection, love, harmony, bliss, peace, then that's what's here. And whatever you're experiencing, you're creating it. You're distracting yourself from those things you just said. They're actually here because you're trying to solve problems all the time and you're living in a state of problem solving all the time. But that's not your natural state. What would be here right now if there wasn't a problem to solve would be peace, there'd be love, there'd be joy, there'd be perfection, there'd be harmony. Why don't you live there? Maybe this is a breakthrough. Maybe this will take you down a journey of inner freedom, thinking a different way, realizing you have power if you take responsibility of it. You can choose what state to live in mentally and emotionally, spiritually. Choose how to experience your life. I told you, I mean, it sounds like Buddhists To, to all this information sounds like Buddhism, but they, they're doing it to the utmost degree. It's also something from long, long ago, Stoics from the Greek era and the Romans and you know, great Stoics of past ages wrote about all these principles. So it's not just Buddhist. There's other people that have been enlightened and realized these things. I'm just trying to pass it along to you now because it's ages old for you to understand that you get to control your state of mind. So, outer freedom is your innate ability. 
It's already within you to do what you need to do when you need to do it, whether you feel like it or not, in order to create the results, outcomes, circumstances that you want for your life. Inner freedom Equally as important is the ability to get yourself to feel what you want to feel in each moment, to choose how you experience each moment of your life, regardless of what's going on outside of you in your life. It'll never be perfect, but it can always be better, especially if you've never practiced controlling it and taking responsibility instead of blaming and avoiding and doing all these other things we talked about. Just know that right now our freedom is being tested by the outside world, politics, social media. And so now is the time to double down on doing the things in your life that will produce as much freedom as you possibly can in your particular terms and circumstances creating the results and outcomes that you want for you and for the people that you love and care about, your family, your friends, hell, even strangers. And while you're exercising your right to outer freedom, please exercise your right to that inner freedom because you deserve to feel the way that you want to feel. Maybe not the way you've been feeling, but the way you intentionally choose to feel. You can put it in writing. You can create affirmations that are real to align your thoughts, words, and actions with the experiences of your life that you want to have because that's your right and that's your freedom. Just don't make those positive affirmations lies that you tell yourself in the mirror because those don't work. And that's it. That's inner and outer freedom for you folks. I hope what how Elrod showed me in gleaning his information is helpful for you folks. I comparatively took my life and subjectively laid it across his principles and the way he looks at life and does things. And I saw big gaps where I'm missing it. And I saw lots of stuff where I did a great job, where I did good where I'm very in alignment with his thinking and his ways of doing things and how I did create success in those moments when I did what he's talking about. So I need to do that more often. Because if I've done it before on numerous occasions, why don't I just do it all the time and make it a habit to use it in every portion of my life that I want to feel better, in every portion of my life that I want to achieve something, but I procrastinate. These tools and tricks that are here from him and from me are meant to serve and help you be the person that you want to be with leverage so it's easier. The tips and tricks take away Lots of the nonsense and make it where you can zero in, shoot at the target and hit it. Get that bullseye. You might have to take a lot of shots, but you're going to get the bullseye. That's what life's about. You got to try and fail or you're never going to get anywhere. So stop procrastinating. Stop making excuses. Start taking responsibility. Don't let somebody else 
or anything in this world decide how you're going to feel emotionally. You choose that inner and outer freedom. It's your choice. All right. Love you guys out there in podcast land. As always, I'd like to ask you if you have the ability to rate and review the podcast. Please do it because it brings me more listeners that are interested in this stuff. And that's what I'm trying to do is grow this podcast so I can help more people, so I can make this my full-time gig. And I would like to put out more. I would like to be able to have the ability to get more information shared to you guys out there. Guys and gals and non-binaries. Politically correct. So you know what I mean. I'd like to be doing interviews. All these things. So rate review if you can. It helps the algorithm for whatever it's on to show it to more people. The more people that are interested, the more people that leave rating and reviews, the more it shows it to other people. That's the way it works. And then remember... This podcast is free. I do it to help you out of the goodness of my heart. Nothing but love here. But I will definitely accept some help. You can support the podcast. So look for wherever you got the podcast from. And there's usually a support link at the bottom of the page. If you click on that support page, that link, support link, it goes to Anchor, where I host my podcast and it is spread to every other podcast service in the world from that link on anchor you can subscribe to a monthly support donation which could be a dollar up to ten dollars and i will appreciate anything you give even if it's that dollar if it's ten dollars great All right, and listen at the end. There's my email if you want to drop me a question or if you, uh, I don't know, want to talk about something, got an idea for a show, blah, blah, anything, all that stuff. That's why I leave my email there. So that's it for this one. And until next time, take care of yourself out there, folks. Much love to you. Catch you next time. Later. Keeping it. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you, but please do all this at your own risk. at gmail.com email me contact keep